Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to On the Ball with Rick Buecher. Here's your host. Let's send it over to Rick Buecher. Rick Buecher. This is On the Ball on the United Wecast Network, and I am Rick Buecher. You can see me on FS1, hear me on Fox Sports Radio, and you can read me by ordering the memoir of Brian Grant and his battle with young onset Parkinson's called Rebound. If you know someone with Parkinson's, or you know nothing about Parkinson's, you will want to read Brian's story. Order your copy on Amazon, or visit your favorite brick-and-mortar bookstore to grab one. Are you a Kindle reader? Audiobook listener? We've got those versions as well. Support Brian's foundation, which supports those afflicted with Parkinson's, and pick up your copy today. You can also follow me on both Twitter and Instagram, at Rick Buecher. I'm a lot of places. But there's only one place you can hear me talking about story angles and perspectives that you are not likely to find anywhere else, primarily but not exclusively involving the NBA, and that is here. Before we get started, I wanted to take a minute to share what I suspect is a very controversial view on a subject that seems to be on everyone's mind. Ted Lasso. Now, I gave a tease to this on my Instagram account today. So for those of you who saw that, this is a further explanation of that little take. Here's the controversial view, and at the risk of sounding like the world's biggest troll. It's not all that. Before you suggest I'd be locked up for a crime against humanity or that I'm worse than Jamie Tart's dad, those who've seen the show know the reference, Let me explain, because I didn't always hold this view. Like a lot of people, when I discovered Ted Lasso, it was a shockingly nice surprise. The unlikelihood of the storyline, Ted Lasso, an American football coach, is hired to coach a professional English football team, and Ted's goofy, syrupy demeanor were a welcome relief from the world at large. And maybe I should back up for those who totally oblivious. Ted Lasso is a comedy series on Disney Plus, I believe. I have that right. Yes. I hate to be giving free advertisement, but in any case, I discovered the show in the throes of the most divisive presidential term and subsequent re-election race in my lifetime. Coupled with the worst worldwide health crisis of my lifetime. Something absurdly funny with witty banter and references I could relate to 
wrapped in a theme of unremitting optimism, bringing people of completely different ideas and backgrounds together, was like diving into a pool or lake on a blistering hot, humid summer day. It was as if someone had just hit my refresh button. I literally may have said, ah, after one of the early episodes. I certainly felt like saying it. So I looked forward to season two with eager anticipation. I couldn't wait. And then it arrived, and it wasn't the same. The show looked the same, had the same main characters, all that, but the magic had disappeared. The thinness of Ted Lasso's character and the unlikeliness of the storyline became too obvious to ignore, and I could sense the show's writers trying everything to distract me from that with an avalanche of one-liners and a focus on members of the supporting cast. Maybe my expectations were too high. Maybe they were unrealistic. How could it possibly match season one? How do you move a story forward when the main character is such a caricature and displays the emotional depth of Dory from Finding Nemo? I also wonder how much it has to do with the world settling down a bit. Me not as obsessed with checking my news feed several times a day to keep up with the latest flare of national unrest or Americans attacking other Americans. I'm still watching Ted, and after a painfully slow start to season two, there have been a couple of episodes I've really enjoyed. Episodes that made me bark laughter at a funny turn I didn't see coming. Something that happened routinely in season one. But it's not the same. And those who are suggesting it is, or who continue to blithely trumpet how phenomenal Ted Lasso is, I can't help but wonder if you want it to be as great and restorative as it was the first season. Or maybe we just have different reasons for thinking it was great in the first place. On to the NBA news of the day. And yes, we have some. It's just not good news. Well, it's kind of dressed up to be good news, I think, but it's not good news. Not if you're a realistic Golden State Warriors fan. But since I'm not sure any of those still exist, I'm going to break down the report today that Clay Thompson is making, quotations, good progress recovering from his Achilles tendon tear suffered last November, and that center James Wiseman is also making good progress air quotes, recovering from the knee cartilage he tore back on April 10th. I don't know if there's such a thing as bad progress. So this is essentially a report saying both are making progress, which we would have assumed had there not been a report. So what this really means is that neither of them has had a setback. So why the need for the team to announce this at all? Because the Warriors are smart. Training camp starts in less than a week. Better to let everyone know now that Thompson and Wiseman will be limited in their participation rather than have the media show up and be surprised by how limited that participation is. The last we'd heard about the two of them was in late July. The Athletic reporting that Wiseman would be ready for training camp and that Clay would be ready by the early part of the season. It's safe to say expectations have changed on both of those fronts with today's announcement. 
What's crazy is that I just saw a headline the other day that had someone suggesting if the Lakers falter, the Warriors are, po are poised to step in and win the West. Now, I don't believe it was written by an unrealistic Warriors fan, but it could have been. Granted, the Western Conference feels wide open, prime for some team to step up and separate itself from the pack. But to think that that is the Warriors is ignoring exactly where they finished last season and what they were counting on or are counting on to be appreciably better this season. One, they're counting on Clay being the Clay we saw before his two catastrophic injuries and missing two years of action. This is where the unmooring from reality is most evident. I believe I can pinpoint why. First, there's Clay, the irrepressibly confident, optimistic, resolute Clay, who tried to walk back onto the court and play after tearing his ACL in the finals two years ago. Clay is telling everyone he is confident he will return to play at a high level, which is actually telltale in that it is tempered. I would normally expect Clay to say he'll be exactly the same as he was, no slippage at all. But I have to think what he's gone through even has him tempering his expectations, at least for himself. Now, he also boasted that the Warriors collectively will return to their dynasty days but he did it while cruising on a boat somewhere this summer. And I don't know about you, but I know the condition I was in anytime I was on a boat at Clay's age. I would have advised everyone not to take anything I said too seriously either. So Clay's optimism is one reason we might be getting delusional predictions about them winning the West. Another is that we've seen players recover from devastating injuries and return to form. Paul George completely snapped his tibia to the point where it was sticking out, like the bone sticking out of his leg. And he got back to all NBA form. Zach Levine tore his ACL and is arguably a better all-around player than he was before the injury. Certainly wasn't an all-star beforehand, has become one since. We just saw Kevin Durant return from rupturing his Achilles and look pretty much back to form. Rudy Gay also recovered from a torn Achilles and while not quite the same, has been extremely productive. Dominique Wilkins back in the day tore his Achilles, came back, was all NBA a couple times, an all-star as well. But that's looking at the extremely bright side. It's looking at the exceptions rather than the rule. There are more players who were never quite the same after an ACL tear or rupturing their Achilles. DeMarcus Cousins, Wes Matthews, Kobe Bryant, Chauncey Bill Billups. That's the torn Achilles crew. The torn ACLers include Derrick Rose, Ricky Rubio, David West, and Al Jefferson. None of them were ever quite the same. And, and Clay is in a category all of his own. No one that I'm aware of has come back from tearing an ACL and an Achilles. I don't mean getting back to what they were, but coming back to play at the NBA level at all. In that way, Clay being confident that he'll return to play at a high level actually is Clay at his irrepressible best. Because there's really no grounds to expect that. And those closest to Clay are aware of that fact. 
It's why anytime I ask them about him, the response is pretty muted. They know just how steep the hill he's climbing is, even if he won't let on how steep it is. It's actually depressing to think about that because part of what made Clay so special was the fact that he was an Iron Man. He played heavy minutes and did a lot of dirty work, aside from being such a prolific and efficient scorer. The scoring touch is one reason to think he can still contribute in some meaningful way. But when I hear fans blithely say, if Clay gets back and is Clay, the Warriors are going to be tough. Well, if Kevin Durant decided to come back to the Warriors, they would be tough too. The likelihood of those two things happening are roughly the same. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The Wiseman news is actually more troubling. The Clay news isn't all that much of a surprise. There was no expectation that he'd be a training camp participant in any meaningful way. But Wiseman, torn meniscus, if it's a small tear and simply shaved down, it's a maximum of four to six weeks. That Wiseman suffered the injury on April 10th and is not expected to be ready for the season means that they stitched up the meniscus, which Makes sense because of how young he is. Taking out a piece of the meniscus leaves you susceptible to bone bruises down the line. I speak from experience. It's better to try to keep the meniscus whole. But the downside is that it stretches the recovery time from four to six weeks to three to six months. Mid-October would be six months, which means Wiseman and the Warriors are also taking a very conservative approach which is also understandable. He's young. You want to make sure he gets all the way back. He's got a long career in front of him. No reason to expedite things right now. And this has been consistently the way the Warriors have approached things. While their fan base, media, and variety of people are like, you got to go after another championship now while, while you still have Steph at this age doing what he's doing. The Warriors, the Warriors know a little bit more. They know it's very much on the outside looking in when it comes to winning another championship. I can tell you people in the organization have told me that. Once KD left, championship expectations were over, essentially. And that hasn't changed. May have changed or may still linger on the outside. On the inside, obviously Joe Lacob, the owner, accepted. They know the truth. Here's the problem in any case with Wiseman. Smart to take the conservative approach. But the problem is if anyone in the Warriors needs court time, practice, and game outside of their rookies, it's Wiseman. His collegiate career, may I remind you, consisted of three games before he left Memphis. COVID then eliminated Summer League. He made 39 total appearances last season, averaging 21 minutes. The Warriors tried to accelerate his development, 
by starting him, but it didn't take, and they had to bring him off the bench for a stretch until injuries left them no choice but to start him. Warriors coach Steve Kerr was diplomatic about it all, but it was clear he thought Wiseman was overwhelmed by the challenge of starting and playing frontline talent. Now, there's only one way I know of to gain a coach's confidence back, and that's by getting on the floor, which Wiseman is not going to be able to do until after the season has started, and that's when practice time becomes extremely rare. All of this is happening to a team, need I remind you, that for all of Steph Curry's wizardry, did not make the playoffs. They got bounced by the Grizzlies in a play-in game. So I'm just not clear on where all the grandiose expectations are coming from. I can only hope it was a result of those premature reports in July. Because we're now in September, a week away from the start of training camp, and the Warriors are missing two presumptive starters. And yes, could they be back by the end of the season? Could they find a rhythm? Yes, all of that can happen. But you're still talking about a Clay Thompson who's coming back from two major injuries and a James Wiseman who is also going to have to work his way back to simply being in position to continue to improve. It's not as if these are two known quantities coming back to the team. And once they're back, everything's good. And in the meantime, it means more on Steph Curry's plate to keep them afloat, which means a more fatigued Steph Curry handling the ball, which means more big turnover nights like the one he had against the Grizzlies. She had seven. In nearly half of his games last year, he had four turnovers or more for the second highest turnover average of his career. And the year he averaged the most back in 2013, he also averaged a career high in assists, eight and a half, as opposed to 5.8 last season. So let's hope we get to see Clay, Dre, and Steph reunited at some point this season. Let's hope we get to see them capture some of the magic that was so routine three years ago. But let's hold the expectations to that because there's really no basis for having more. All right, that does it for this episode of On the Ball on the United WeCast Network. Please rate and review the show on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. And in the next episode, I'm planning on talking about owners who get in personally involved with their teams and how it can blind them to what the teams actually need and having a fair assessment of who they have and how they should be handled. Jerry Jones in with the Dallas Cowboys is the prime example. Got me to thinking about this thing. But there's another owner in Texas who I think this also applies to. And it is concerning for the fans of his team. We'll get into all that, unless something else turns up in the next episode. In the meantime, as always, thanks for listening. 
imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.